0: One Eye Open podcast may feature language, mature themes, and violence. This is your trigger warning. Hello, you are listening to One Eye Open, a true crime podcast where I talk about crimes ranging from urban legends to serial killers and how they are portrayed in the media. So sit back, relax. And enjoy Tate's Guide to the Perfect Crime. Hey everyone, so before we get on to today's episode, I wanted to make a couple of announcements. First one is that I will be um, offline starting today, Friday, when this episode comes out, until July 23rd. So that means that I will not be able to post next Friday, so I'm going to move that um, release date to July 24th, where I will be talking about a very um, interesting, yet also sensitive topic, my first, like, big sensitive topic, so look out for that. And also, if you are a supporter on Apple Podcasts, um, please leave a positive review, because that helps a lot with building more of my content. Uh, I love and appreciate all of you, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to, or welcome to (laughs) One Eye Open. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have a slightly different case than what I discussed last time. So last time, I was joined with the lovely ladies from Weird Distractions Podcast, um, Alex and Christy, and we talked about uh, serial killer Eileen Warnos, and we trash-talked Florida a lot, and I think I might have lost all of my Florida listeners. But Florida listeners, if you're still listening, just know that was all in good fun. That was completely satire. You have a very beautiful state. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend because it is Really good, and really funny. We make a lot of jokes. So today I'm actually going to be talking about something that I kind of posted about on my TikTok, um, at One Open, at when I Open Pod, um, about like I don't know, maybe last week. I said that I was going to talk about it in this week's episode. So today I am going to be talking about B.D. Cooper, or, um, Dan Cooper. So this is sort of, he's sort of a, it's not a conspiracy theory, but, I, it's hard to describe who B.D. Cooper is exactly. Um, I know that a lot of people may recognize him from Shane Madej being like, B.D. Cooper here was a terrible, sorry, that was a terrible impression of, of, of Shane, but, um, you may remember the, um, that the BuzzFeed and Boys um, covered BD a while ago. I actually haven't seen anybody else cover him, but today we are going to be talking about BD Cooper. Now, a lot of people may be, may, you may be thinking to yourself, Tate, who is this man that you are going to be talking about? Well, I'm going to be talking about what the case is exactly um and then i'm going to be talking about some theories and a conjecture um the only reason i know what conjecture is is because of the tv show castle but um and then i'm going to be talking about some media representation and then i'm going to be talking about how i'm pretty sure marvel um comics staged this entire event that will be be covered be covered later also, I need to put out a spoiler warning for the Loki series. If you have not well, by the time this episode comes out, episode 5 will be out. If you have not watched the Loki series on Disney Plus and you and and you like don't want spoilers, do not listen to this episode. Please go back and listen to my previous episode or you could, you know, rewatch relisten or I could guide you to a different podcast but please do not listen if you are not caught up with loki because i will be going into a rant about that later but without further ado let's talk about bd cooper on thanksgiving eve november 24th 24th november 24th um uh 1971 a middle-aged man carrying a black attache case approached the flight counter of northeast Orient Airlines, and international, uh, Portland International Airport. He identified himself as Dan Cooper and used cash to purchase a one-way ticket on flight 305, a 30 minute trip north to Seattle. Cooper boarded the aircraft, a Boeing um, 74-10 FA registration 9467 US, and took seat, um, uh, and took seat it's unclear which seat he took um uh the three one person one source says it was 13c other source said 13e other course said 15d so we don't really know where he sat um i'm not even sure because i was not alive when this happened but and he ordered a drink a bourbon um bourbon and soda so eyewitnesses described the man described a man in his late 40s wearing a business suit with a black tie and a white shirt. There's a wanted poster um, of him, and I'm gonna put that on my Instagram so you guys can so so you all can see the pictures. So flight 305, approximately one third full, departed Portland on a schedule at 2:50 p.m. Um, PST, which is Pacific time. I mean Pacific. S time. Shortly after takeoff, um, Cooper handed a note to Florence Schaefer, a flight attendant um, situated nearest to him in a jump seat attached to the shaft, to the shaft stair door. Schaefer, assuming the note contained a lonely business, um, businesswoman's phone number, dropped it and opened into her purse. Cooper leaned towards her and whispered. Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. Um, the note was printed in all neat capital letters with the felt-tip pen. Um, its exact wording is unknown because Cooper later reclaimed it, but Schaefer recalled it and mentioned the bomb and directed her to sit in the seat beside Cooper. Schaefer did as requested and quietly asked to see the bomb. Cooper opened his briefcase long enough for her to, to glimpse eight red cylinders. Um, Four on top of four. Attached to wires coated with red insulation and a large uh, syndicatic battery. After closing the briefcase, he stated his demands. Um, $200,000 in negotiable American currency, four parachutes, two primary and two two reserve, and a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to fuel the aircraft upon arrival. She ever conveyed Cooper's instructions to the pilots in the cockpit. When she returned, Cooper was wearing dark sunglasses, which, um, is a little bit weird. So, Captain William A. Scott, uh, who is no longer alive, uh, contacted Seattle, Seattle Tomoka aircraft, air, air Traffic Control, which informed local and federal authorities. The 35 other passengers were told to, told that in their arrival to um, Seattle, they would be re- delayed because of a minor uh, mechanical difficulty. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> uh, Northwest's Orient President Donald Neop, Neop, yeah. Nairup, N- N- no, no, it's too early for this. It's too late for this authorized payment of the ransom and ordered all employees to cooperate fully with the hijacker's commands. The aircraft circled um, Puget Sound for approximately two hours to allow Seattle police and FBI to sufficient time to assemble Cooper's parachutes and ransom money and to mobilize emergency personnel. Flight attendant Tina McCall recalled that Cooper appeared familiar with the local terrain. one point, he remarked, Looks like Tomoko down there, as the, flew, as the aircraft loop directly above it. He also correctly mentioned that the McCord Air Base was a 20-minute drive at the time from Tomo- from Seattle to... Oh, sorry, Tomo- Tacoma. I keep on saying Tomoko Airport. Schaefer described him as a, um, calm, polite, and well-spoken, not consistent with the stereotypes. Um... Like enraged, hardened criminals, or take me to Cuba, a political dissidents. a popularity associ- popularity associated with the air piracy at time at the time he wasn't nervous. McCall told the investigators he seemed rather nice, he was never cruel or nasty, he was thoughtful and calm all the time. He ordered a second bourbon and soda, paid his drink tab, and attempted to give McCall the change, and offered to request meals for the for the flight crew. During the stop in Seattle, <clears throat> sorry, FBI agents assembled the ransom money from several Seattle-area banks on 10,000 unmarked $20 bills with the serial with all serial numbers beginning with the letter L and dating indicating um, issuance by Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, and most from. Uh, okay, whatever. It's fine. Oh, and there's, um, made a microphone photograph on each of them. Uh, Cooper rejected the military-issued, uh, parachutes offered by McCord a- um, AFB personnel, instead demanding civilian parachutes with manually operated ripcords. Sorry, Seattle police obtained them from a local diving, skydiving school. Um... So then, at 5.24 p.m. Eastern PST, Cooper was informed that his demands had been met. And at 5.39 p.m., more than an hour after sunset, the aircraft landed in Seattle-Tacoma Airport. Cooper instructed Scott to taxi the jet to an to an isolated, bright lit, brightly-lit section of an apron and close all window shades in the cabin to deter police snipers. Northeast-West... Northeast... West, northeast Orient Seattle operations manager Ali Al Lee approached the aircraft in street clothes to avoid the possibility that Cooper might mistake his airline uniform for that of a police officer, and delivered the cash, full knapsack, and parachutes to McCall via the, air- the aft st- stairs. Once the delivery was completed, Cooper allowed all passengers Shaver and a senior flight attendant Alice Han- Hancock to leave the plane during refueling cooper outlined his flight plan to the cockpit cockpit crew the southeast course towards mexico city at the minimum airspeed possible without stalling the the aircraft um that's just a whole bunch of feet next in my notes but um he further specified that the landing gear remain deployed in the takeoff landing position and the wing flaps to be lowered 15 degrees, and the cam- cabin to cabin to remain unpressurized. First Officer William J. Ratschitz informed Cooper that the aircraft's range was approximately 1,000 th- miles under the specified flight configuration, which meant that the second refueling reflu- will be necessary before entering Mexico. The crew discussed options and agreed on um, Reno, Nevada as the next fluing stop. Cooper further directed that the aircraft take off with the rear door, fr- with the rear exit door open, and its staircase attached. North- Northwest's uh, home office objected on the grounds that it would be unsafe to take off with the aft staircase deployed. Um, Cooper countered it that it was indeed safe, but he would he would not argue the point. He would he would lower it before they were airborne. <clears throat> Sorry. um the FAA, the FAA official requested a face-on-face meeting with cooper aboard the aircraft which was denied the fueling process was delayed because of a vapor lock in fuel tanks in, in the fuel tanker trunks pump, pumping um, mechanism A second trunk was brought in to complete refueling I know this sounds like a lot of... <sighs> This sounds like a lot of information. So, sorry. So then, so I'm going to go a little easier on you guys because I know that was a lot of information. So, also I totally didn't have to pause that recording and finish it the next night. I do not know what you are talking about. Um, so basically the flight took off. Um, with only Cooper, Captain Scott, Flight Attendant McCauve, and F- First Officer Vracek, and a flight engineer. So, it was going pretty good. Um, and at, um, and there was, like, there was suddenly a, um, a flash of light. So, sorry. Suddenly, um, Mikulv- observed Cooper tying something possibly the money bag around his waist and then um something that something in the plane was activated it was like the shaft door and at approximately 10:15 p.m. they 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 left around um 7:40 um it was determined that Cooper that was certainly that Cooper was no longer aboard so of course that was extremely suspicious because you know he he was a strange man who like just kind of left open left the plane. So they tried to search after him but did not actually um, didn't actually find anything. But then they looked into the into some police records and found an organ man. Um, with minor, with a minor police record named B.D. Cooper. Um, and he contacted the police saying, Hey, I think this guy stole my identity. Unnotably, really it actually was not him. And the name B.D. Cooper became lodged in the public's collective memory. Me, I am the public. So, <laughs> if it seems like I'm skipping a lot of my notes, is because most of it, um, was talking about, like, was talking about, you know, like, a lot of plain things. So, there was a connection between, there's a possible connection between Cooper and, an, and a recent, but then it was recent, um, a teenage girl who had been abducted and murdered several le- weeks later. But again, it was inevitably not, con- it wasn't related to this whatsoever. So, then they were trying to find the money that Cooper had off, had gotten, and there was absolutely nothing. So, um, one of the analysts, um, actually said, like, I have to confess, if I was looking for Cooper, I would head for a And they did. And they did not find anything. So then, um... Remember, this case started in the, like, 19, I think, 71 or 74. Um, and then on um, July 8th, 2016, the FBI announced that it was suspending an active investigation of the Cooper case to focus on sort of more important and, um, things like that. So all evidence is actually open to the public. So, turns out they did indeed, um, these were the three major pieces of evidence that were found. Um, a clip-on, a black clip-on tie, a mother-of-pearl tie clip, and eight, um, finger butts, or cigarette butts. But, um, actually, they were, um, they were, the cigarette butts were unfortunately lost. And they did, um, and then... In, 19, um, in 1980, a eight-year-old vacationing with his family found um, the stacks of cash that Cooper was given by the government. So, they didn't exactly get very far with that. And so, there was still, like, there was still no, like, full evidence that he had actually, you know, gotten anything. So, he just... He just kind of disappeared. Like, to this day, the FBI still is not fully sure what happened to Cooper or if he is coming back. So, there are a lot of, um, there are plenty suspects. It's a very, very, very long list of them. So, um, without going too further much, too further into it, um... Uh, Kenneth Peter Christensen, whose brother actually accused him of being him. Uh, Jack Co- Covit, Um, Lynn Doyle Cooper. Barbara Dayton. William Gossett. Robert Lepsey. Uh, John List. John List, um, Ted Mayfield, who I think is a Stranger Things character. Um, Richard McCoy Jr. Sheridan Peterson. Peter Hackstraw, uh, Walter R. Recca and William William J. Smith, uh, Dwayne L. Leber. So, those were all of the people who were accused of being Cooper, but still, we never have actually found him. But, but now I'm going to be talking about, like, the... um. Like the theories and the conjectures of what actually happened to Cooper. So, so a lot of people believe that Cooper might have been part of some kind of like secret mission. Um, he might have just wanted to do the jump. Maybe because it was a dare. Maybe it was because it was a thrill seeker, and he just wanted to do it. Um, he actually there are people on um, the the agents theorized that he wanted to be like. Wanted to be um, a character in this um, in the Belgian comic series featuring a fictional hero named Dan Cooper. Um, another theory was that he like worked with like I don't know like the CIA and was like trying to drop supplies behind enemy M- 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 enemy M- enemy lines during the Vietnam War, and so. Those are the conspiracies. Maybe he was like a skydiver. I'm looking through all these theories. I'm thinking. Sometimes when I look through the series, look through the theories, I'm like, is this even worth mentioning? Um, but I mean, Cooper now just sort of looks like an old man who kind of looks like my grandfather. I'm not going to lie. He looks like my grandfather. But I mean. I have my own personal theories about, um, what I actually think, who I actually think Cooper was, or is, maybe, he's not dead, but I think one of the more, like, maybe, maybe he just needed the money, and he just wanted to get the money in the biggest possible way, but now we are going to be talking about the also slightly short, um, media representation of Cooper, because believe it or not, there is actually media representation in this and it's also going to be a pretty short episode unless i go off the rails and marvel rant which i will because i've been recording this in two days and y'all know my brain goes crazy if i record over the next two days so now it's time let's get into the representation so there's actually a day in um in the, in the Pacific Northwest, that holds regular Cooper themed product promotions and sell tourist, savior, tourist souvenirs. A Cooper Day, Cooper Day celebration has been held at the Ariel General Store and Tavern um, each November since 19, um, uh, 1974, with the exception of 2015, the year its owner, um, Donna Elliott, died. And, um, Cooper has also appeared in the storylines of te- t- of television, uh, series, such as Prison ba- Break, which I have never seen, The Blacklist, which my father has seen, uh, News Radio, Leverage, who I have, what I've been, like, people have been telling me to talk to, um, someone texted me that I should cover something from Leverage, I swear I'm trying to, um, journeyman uh renegade numbers 30 rock drunk history and loki which is what the next segment is going to be about as well as the 1981 film the pursuit of bd cooper um the 2004 film without a paddle and the book entitled the Vivious prophecy uh based on the four 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 zero zero tv series and there's um and in two, in two thousand twenty, uh, John Dower released a documentary, The Mystery of B D Cooper. It has also been, um, I guess I, I guess they didn't include Westworld Unsolved, which is kind of strange because Loki's relatively new. So I am shocked to the point. I'm shocked that they didn't actually like include BuzzFeed and Zoff that's for Loki but speaking of Loki now it is time for me to go into the rant my Marvel rant of if you saw it on my TikTok why I am now solely convinced that um sorry something just buzzed past my house um maybe I'm getting adopted by aliens that would be cool Sorry, why I full-heartedly believe that the Avengers are real. Okay, let's get into it. So, we can all kind of agree that the mystery of B.D. Cooper is like a little bit, I don't know, strange, mischievous, even. So, in the new TV show Loki, again, another spoiler alert, do not listen past this if you have not watched the full series of Loki yet, which is only five episodes, yeah, by the time this comes out, the fifth episode will be out and I'm not emotionally prepared for it. So now we're going to be and now let's get back into my uh, theories theory time. So we can all agree that the BD Cooper thing is sort of mischievous in a way that he sort of just like he basically tricked all these people. He he held them hostage. I don't I, I just Loki has done that so many times, folks. So many times. So in the TV show he actually Loki is talking to Mobius who is voiced who is played by Owen Wilson who also voiced Lightning McQueen. Yes, Lightning McQueen. Um he's talking to Loki as Loki is telling him that he was B.D. Cooper. Basically, Marvel saw this theory and was probably like, oh, what's a funny thing in history we could throw on Loki? Oh, let's do B.D. Cooper. I'm sure nobody will talk about this on a podcast. Marvel, if you're listening, hello. Nice try. So, The way that they do that is actually exactly how it's described to be done. Sorry. Which is probably because Marvel has access to the same Wikipedia page that I do. But I just thought that it was kind of interesting that they had Loki do this. Because it makes sense. So maybe canonically... So technically, canonically speaking, Loki is confirmed to be B.D. Cooper... So Marvel solved the mystery. Also, this entire episode is not a joke. I was being very serious about most of this. This is just kind of a funny thing I wanted to throw in. Y'all know my humor. So I, I I do think that Loki is a very good scene very good series up to the point of the possible romance between Sylvie and Loki. I'm not okay with that. But I full-heartedly think that Loki is, indeed, B.D. Cooper. Because, if you look, if you really think about it, it makes sense. There are fireworks going off in my house, and it is currently July 6th. People. People. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. So, yeah, end of story. Marvel exists. Avengers exist. Exist basically. And also Did y'all hear that Tom Holland and Zendaya are a thing now? Who was going to tell me that? Because that means that also canonically MJ and Peter who are dating in the in the TV show are dating in real life. Maybe they just needed a life they needed a life-threatening thing to get them together. COVID. COVID's life-threatening. I'm um if 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 y'all are listening still probably um the the meme from BuzzFeed that's like I connected the dots you didn't connect shit. I feel like that's me and my listeners every single time. So <laughs> this was kind of a silly stupid rant and um so I am going on vacation when this comes out, um, I'm gonna be away for a week and not really posting that much, I don't really post that much either Jenny any time, but, um, I am going to attempt to post next week's episode, which is a pretty cool case, well, not really, it's not really a cool case, but, um, it's an interesting case, to say the least, Um, and it's also really depressing. Um, so, yeah, this was just kind of a silly little rant. Um, Loki is confirmed to be, uh, D.B. Cooper. Uh, FBI, go get Tom Hiddleston. Thank you for sticking through with, um, with this episode that was... (laughs) I'm, I just listen back to it, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I sound like I am not on Earth, because I'm not on Earth right now. So, sorry. Thank you so much for listening to me rant about B.D. Cooper. This is actually one of my favorite conspiracy theories of all time. What actually happened to him? Um... If you follow me on Instagram at When I Opened Out Podcast, please comment on this post on my on my newest post. That's going to be out when this comes out. Um, please comment what you think happened to DB Cooper. Do you agree with me that it was Marvel all along? Da, 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 da. Sorry. Actually, no. I'm not apologizing for that. That was a great ending. Um, it's <laughs> so yeah, what, what do you think? Was, did he work for the CIA? Was this all a fun joke gone wrong? Is he still alive? Could he be my grandfather? The world may never know. It was Marvel all along. (laughs) So, if you would like to contact me in any way, um, you can follow me at Twitter at wheniopen.pod, Instagram at wheniopen.podcast, and my email is in my contact list. I've told you all a million times. I swear people are sending it to the wrong email address. So at this point, it's just going to be in my contacts. Um, It's also on my Instagram. Uh, and my TikTok is at when I open when I open pod. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a lot of fun to research. And like, actually learn things about airplanes that I like never thought that i would want to learn so remember to sleep with when i open